Stage left a theater podcast where we talk a little, laugh a lot, and know nothing. There we go. We don't know anything. Okay. Oh, I mean, it just is like such a struggle. I really don't know anything. Um, I Karen, I just I want to like circle back for a minute because sure. like before we started recording, we were talking about pasta sauce and pasta in general. Well, what we've discovered is we're both very hungry right we now. We are extremely hungry. Um, and I just I it's a it's a passion that I have discovered that I didn't realize I discovered is pasta. Uh, sure. Because <laughs> people used Just to ask- now in the moment, I think you kind of realized it. But yeah, cool, No, cool, it's cool. like people used to ask me what my favorite food was. And I used to say some nonsense, like sushi, which is one of my favorite foods. Okay. I love sushi. But I, that used to be my go-to default all the time. And sure. then as I realized what my favorite food actually is, it's definitely pasta. Like oh, any okay. kind of pasta. Sure. Mac and cheese, whatever. I am in. You're there. I'm there. So that's that's it. Karen, if you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Uh, Korean bulgogi. Oh, that was quick. You had that ready. Yeah, go. man, because it's the best. We only have it like once a year. Occasionally, I make it outside of that, but it is my birthday dinner. Um, cool. Not for any reason. Like I'm Korean. I mean, it is like a Korean dish, mm-hmm. but we. It is to me Korean bulgogi, and you can do a million things with it. Where like just the meat on its own. Fine. Great. Cool. I sometimes like to make it into what I call a Korean burrito. Ooh. And I take a little, like, um, egg roll insides, like cabbage and that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. a little bit of rice, bulgogi, put in a tortilla, off to the race as you go. Mm. And it's delicious. Sounds great. Um, sure. I will maybe make it for you one day. It's a funny thing where we only make it 10 pounds at a time for my giant-ass family. So, like, so many leftovers. <laughs> no. Well, the thing is, yes. And that's one of the reasons, like, sure, at our peak, we were at, like, 12 pounds because everybody wanted to take at least one helping home for yeah. uh, a leftover. But when it really, like, got out of control is when my nieces and, nep- when my niece and nephews became old enough to, like, eat an adult-sized portion. Oh, no. We were at. <laughs> yeah. And so Especially now... nephews, like, boys eat a lot. Sure. Uh, yeah. Sure. Like, Christopher has a hollow leg. So <laughs> now it has turned into a thing where everybody also, like, that's the one holiday meal where everyone brings a significant other or, like, whatever. Like, people so just, good. like... Yes. Like, last year, Christopher's friend came, like, cool, who man. was just... Trent was just around. So, because um, he'd heard about it. Ashley had told her girlfriend literally months before, oh like, God. you have to come home with me at Christmas and like have my aunt's birthday. To, like, break up sure. with her. <laughs> well, we only have it, like, once. Like I said, we only do it once a year because it's such a huge undertaking. Um, but it's the best. And I, I sometimes make it on my own. But, like, it feels weird to do it in, like, one, one pound. <laughs> Like, you feel like, well, this, well, this, this can't be when enough. you make it for me, I, you make sure. it, I'll take it home. Sure. I will do home. it. It's And it reheats really well. Mm-hmm. It is, it has it. so, you like marinate it overnight in so much soy sauce. So you do have to drink like a bucket of water as you go, but it's so good. It doesn't matter. So Dude. that is what my one meal would be. So or good. chips and salsa. Oh, that's a hard pivot, but that's fine. Mine it is, hard. Pasta, it's so a, it's fine. a hard pivot. So that's two very different sure. things. Sure. Uh, uh, all right. Anyway. Sure. Uh, guys, if you're hungry, pause us. Come get, back. Get yourself some get chips and salsa. Or keep listening to us. Or some, some mac and cheese. I don't. Sometimes I like to make food and listen to my favorite podcasts at the same time. Sure, so I do if both. If that's what you're doing, Congrats. cheers. Cheers to your pasta or whatever sure. you're cooking. Speaking of making food. Okay. Um. <laughs> There's no canapes? What? Exactly. Um, we're going to be talking about rumors today. Rumors, the Neil Simon farce. Very exciting stuff. What is your relationship with rumors? Um, Long. It's long. Yeah. 
Um, when I was in like maybe high school, my parents were in it at the theater where I grew up. Um, and so I got to see it a lot of times. And I think I at one point maybe worked on the crew or like stage sure. managed it or something like that for a night, like filled in. Um, so my parents were in it. My mom played. They were Claire and Lenny. Okay. Um, together. It was very cute. They're like this married couple that sure. came in the show. It was very sweet. And then a few years after that, my mom and I went to audition for it together at a different theater, and she reprised her role as Claire, and I played Cassie. Oh. Cassie Cooper. Yeah. True. So that's okay. fine. Uh, we did this my freshman year in high school. Great. And then I would go on later, like more recently, to help another high school do it. I wanted to do it this year, mm. and we couldn't. Oh, yeah. Because there's reasons. But well, we'll talk about we will talk there. about yeah. it. But um, I think this is like... It's such a good show, and it stands up. Like, not a lot of it has it has an age poorly, I don't think. No. It's still very funny. Um, it's still a fun look into, like, couples and things like that. Um, but I think it's I think it's one of the funniest shows it's in terms fun. of um, you have to have the right cast that can, like, timing it. Like, uh, this show's so a big timing. It relies on timing, yeah. But if you have others. a good show, like, a good cast, you can do it. It's pretty great. Yeah. Um, I, I do like it a lot. I have some critique about Neil Simon's work in general. Sure. I'm also currently working on a Neil Simon play, so like, sure, um, we can talk about that later. But I, he's got some stuff. I generally like it is just like the timing in this one is like, more important than in some of his other works. Yeah, and it's oh man, it's just it's nice. Sure. Um, so like we're on the wiki Wikipedia page because like honestly our podcast is just like Wikipedia. Well, um, here's but- the thing: they're usually the most concise summaries of things. They so, are. like, as we're going through them, and it has like a repository of information, also like mm-hmm. when did it, blah, and like how many awards and things like that. So, no, it's very uh, helpful. And right now, Wikipedia is doing the thing where they ask you to donate money. Just do it. Give do them it. a dollar. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Um, but it just the very first thing just says rumors is a farcical play by Neil Simon that premiered in 1988, and that's the whole sentence. <laughs> sure, <laughs> that's, that's the background. It. That's all we need. That's it. Sure, and that does really just jump into the plot summary. It, it sure does. Sure. Um, so let's talk about the plot. Um, the play starts with Ken Gorman and his wife Chris Gorman. They are at the 10th anniversary party of Charlie Brock. Also, 10th anniversary. In my head, when I saw this the first time, I was like, that's oh, I thought they so were oh many years. Well, I also thought 10th anniversary. I don't know, makes them feel both younger and older in some ways, where I'm like, well, okay, they're in their 30s? I thought they were old. I also thought they were, like, 50s, but anyway. Yeah, and so that's exactly where I'm at, where my friend, like, last night turned to me, and she was like, we're going to celebrate our 10th wedding anniversary next year. And I was like, oh, what? Sure. So I, like, I don't know how I feel about any of this. It's fine. It's, like, fine. So anyway, they're at the 10th wedding anniversary of Charlie Brock, who is the deputy mayor of New York, and his wife, Myra. These two characters are never seen on stage. That is correct. So, spoiler alert. Sorry, you guys. Well, that's, like, the fun of it. So, that's just something to keep in mind that they are characters that are important to the show. Yeah. But you never see them. Yeah. No, that's true. Um, Unfortunately, things are not going to plan. All of the kitchen staff is gone. Myra is missing. Charlie has shot himself in the head, um, which is why you couldn't do it. Sure. It's it's framed as an attempted suicide, although it kind of... You kind of learn later, maybe it's not that, whatever. But, um, and this is like a longer discussion, perhaps for a different time. Maybe. But um, what is okay to do in high schools now is a different landscape. And we are having to adjust um, different things because, sure, it's a sensitive topic. Now, I'm of mixed feelings of this. I certainly don't want to traumatize kids, and I don't want that. But I do think theater has always been, and I hope always will be, um, a frame in which you can talk about tough things. Yeah. 
and have it be the beginning of a dialogue or the beginning of a discussion that you maybe couldn't get into any other way. Um, well, that's what a lot of therapy theater is. It's yeah. like using using stories and fictional characters yeah. to unpack trauma. So I, you know, or maybe maybe you doing rumors is not the place to, to sure. really do that. Well, but like, sure. there is like there is a market for that, and there's a lot of a lot of kids therapy deals with like talk to me about this goat and yep. how is the goat feeling today yep. and the goat is an allegory for like your well so my thing about this show though was also that it's such him shooting himself in the ear and like the attempted suicide is like prevalent to the show but also kind of not it's like a a little bit of a b plot <laughs> right like it and in the a rest way, of it is so much more sure and and, yeah. and that's why i was like ah, is it okay to do no i love yeah. So it's fine. We're doing Clue where 10 people get killed. So fine. So anyway, um, Chris uh, calls Charlie's doctor, but there um, before Chris can tell him what has happened, Ken dictates that she should not tell the doctor that anything has happened because the bullet only went through his earlobe. Um, And then he, it appears that he had taken some Valium and was falling asleep as he fired the gun, managing to miss his head. Sure. So then it calls into question, was he trying to kill himself? Was he not the, the sure? I think the part that maybe will be hard to convey through a synopsis is like what the characters are like. So Chris is like my favorite thing that I always see is like she just wants to smoke. She's like nervous. She's like freaking out. Yeah, Yeah. and she's just like, please, just give me a cigarette, please. And Ken is like not domineering, but he's like in charge and like no, don't do that. I got to figure this out. And she's like, but please, please, just let me. You know, one cigarette. Well, and just. Never mind. I don't remember anything about him. Never mind. Sure. Um, so Chris gets off the phone with Dr. Dudley and the doorbell rings. Um, Chris opens the door and in comes Lenny and Claire Gans. Yep. Um, this is the thing about this show, too, that is, like, not really coming through in the synopsis also, but tons of doors. Just And that's sure. part of Neil Simon's comedy bits is, like, the doors are Correct. just the It's doors. a lot of entrances and exits and things like yeah, that. Yeah. A lot yeah. of, uh, like, and again, that's part of the timing that is so crucial Correct. is, like, the up and down and the ins and outs and the the closing and opening and you have to make sure your door actually makes noise which is another thing correct anyway um lenny and claire show up they're also friends of the brocks um lenny and claire have just been in a car accident so lenny calls his doctor who happens to also be dr dudley to ask about his neck so all of these people are calling dr dudley from the same house because <laughs> it's but about different things yeah. yeah 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 um which is fun um so he's asking about his neck he like in some productions shows up in like a whole neck brace and you're like but how sure. well um, i like when he just comes in and the actor has to like perform not, not like neck. a neck yeah. yeah i think my dad just like did a weird thing where he just like turned his whole body to sure <laughs> that's great <laughs> it was great um so that's fine uh lenny and claire exchange rumors that they have heard about charlie and myra um they both convinced that one of them is having an affair with somebody else they confront Ken, who lets them in on the situation. Uh, the sure. situation being Charlie's po- potential attempted suicide. Sure, but so much more happens before. I know. That. Like, <laughs> I kind of want. Uh, well, just in a way where they go back and forth, and, you know, Lenny's like, well, where's Charlie? And they're like, what? And Chris says one thing, and then Ken says another, yeah. and then Claire's like, wait, what? They're in the bathroom? Like, what do you mean? And, like, that's the kind of stuff where it goes back and forth, where they're just talking, and Chris is like, I didn't say anything. I got to go. And they, she like runs upstairs and glows mm-hmm. in the thing. And then I think there's a part where like Claire and Lenny are like, what's going on? Like, what, what are these dum-dums doing? So there's yeah. like a little bit more back and forth before they're finally like, what is happening? Yeah. So Ken finally is like, okay, so here's the deal. Charlie shot himself in the earlobe. We think he tried to kill himself. Ta-da. Um, Lenny is like, well, we got to call the police. And Ken is like, no. 
Um, well, they're trying to. The reasoning is they're trying to prevent a scandal. Yeah, for Charlie he's and Myra, because he's of the New deputy York. mayor. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then another car shows up, and Ken goes back into Charlie's bedroom, and Claire opens the door to let in Ernie Cusack, who is a psychologist, and his eccentric wife, Cookie. Oh, she's great. Sure, she's I fun. I love her. Um, but there is even more of that, where they, like, go back and forth a bunch of times. Sure. There's, like, a lot of doors opening and closing, yep. and very, like, comical. Claire, Chris, and Lenny engage the Cusacks in conversation, when the, and they don't tell him about Charlie. Don't tell them about Charlie. Suddenly, a gunshot is heard. Sure another reason you can do the show yeah a gunshot is heard ken comes this is, i do like this part yeah uh ken comes out of the upstairs bedroom and requests christmas presents while lenny distracts the newcomers the cusacks and so then he goes upstairs to check on the problem turns out this is wild sure ken was taking the gun away and tripped on charlie's slippers and accidentally fired it um which has made him almost deaf and to be honest that's valid. Sure. Um, Gunshots are loud. It's so loud. I One time I had to fire one in a show, and I, the first time I did it, in rehearsal, unprotected ears, I couldn't hear anything, and my hearing was, like, affected for, like, days. Sure. And I was like, absolutely not am I doing this 15 times. Yeah. yeah, like, absolutely not. So I bought myself some earplugs that were just, like, whatever, whatever earplugs. And I had to just do, like, it was the, the gunshot was the very end of the show, and then I did my, like, last little monologue and just hoped I wasn't shouting at the audience. Sure. Where everyone's like, whoa, she got yeah. real loud. Yeah, I got, but um, everyone I was in the show with was like, no, I don't need earplugs, I'll be fine. Sure. And I was like, how are you fine? This thing well, is like, uh, I mean, my arm is long and it's far away from my head and I'm no, still like a no thank you. pretty loud. The thing we have discovered is we are allowed to do gunshots with the most fake looking guns of all time. Mm. So just keeping the orange tips on, I think, is what I'm going to do. Fine. Um gunshot sound effect but gone are the days of like a live yeah gun like on stage yeah. yeah so which uh, you know i get yeah to a certain degree mine was yeah. like a i shot a blank round obviously and it was like a small theater like sure. probably didn't need it probably sure. could have gone with like a different sort of thing i don't know what you could have used but it was like small enough that the audience was like well i'm deaf now sure. so that's cool anyway um so that's fine so he's now a little bit deaf and I, sure. it's fine. he can't hear anything. And so like, he spends the rest of the act just like yelling at people. Um, as the Cusacks are like, well, you know what? We'll just make dinner because yeah. apparently the, all the help is gone. That's part of the well, conversation they have. They like, keep saying, where's my Lynn? Where's my Lee? My Lee? My, yeah. My, my Lee, Lee. I yeah. think. I don't know. They did. This isn't, she doesn't appear in this. No, she's another <laughs> one that just gets referenced um, and never seen. But she, yeah. So they have like a maid that has just disappeared from nowhere. Um, and they're all like, the weird conversation is like, are there no canapes? And like, that's sure. the thing that happens a lot of times. Well, <laughs> and they're just the like, Where? that's like a thing they noticed to like, um, tell them something is wrong. And they're like, where's the food? Where's yeah. the help? So Cookie's like, I'm just going to go. I'll well, just she's like something. a celebrity chef. So she she's, she's like, like I'll just go. Yeah. yeah. So she was going to make some dinner and she's like, bye. Um, so that's the final guests arrive. And that's Glenn, uh, Cooper, who is running for state Senate and his wife, Cassie. Um, the most important character in the show. I'm just kidding. Not at all. Um, sure. she's just happy to be there. Okay. Uh, they have a very strange relationship. They argue constantly. Well, um, you can tell that, like, versus the other couples who seemed a little bit more united and, like, probably yeah. have problems, but, like, fine. They're, like, on the same page, mostly. Yeah, these two are, like, they walk in and you can tell something has happened or that something Previously, is going on. Yeah. yeah. Like, before they got out, they would, like, they spent the entire car ride <laughs> yes. arguing. Um, Yeah. Um, so they are arguing a lot. Sure. Not I gotta say, along. my favorite part of this scene is, like, 
Cassie and Glenn go back and forth, and they're just like, oh, well, w- last week when you were with that one, like, yep. things like that. A lot of and then accusations coming up. she goes to go to the bathroom, mm-hmm. and Chris and Claire are already both in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> and so the way I've, we, I've seen it and I've done it is, like, Chris, Chris comes out first, mm-hmm. and then Cassie's like, goes back My to go. and But the door's still locked, yeah. and then you hear the flush. And then you then um, Claire comes out and she's like, "Is there anyone else in there?" And yeah. they're like, "Um, I don't think so." Yeah. And then she goes in, which I always think is very funny. Well, like the when she knocks on the door, Chris is supposed to say, "Who is it?" Sure. And then and then she open like tries to open it again and knocks on it again, and then Claire's supposed to say, "Who is, who is it? it?" Yeah. And when my mom did it both times, like it was just a sillier version of "Who is it?" each time. Sure. So the first time I was like, "Who is it?" And they're like, "It's Cassie." And then the second time she knocks, and she's like, who is it? And yeah, you're like, what yeah, is this? For sure. It's great. Um, so anyway, they're arguing a lot. Act one kind of closes out um, with the Cusacks. They're, like, coming out with dinner. Uh, Cassie is berating Glenn. She also, like, gets in the bathroom, and she's got her – she's, like, a crystal person, right? Sure, so she's, she's got, got crystal. crystals, and she's, like, they're bringing her comfort. And then he's, like, banging on the door, and she uh, drops it in the toilet, which is not great for her. She's very upset. Chris trips on a telephone wire. Well, okay. Hold on. We should back up. So Ken comes back down, but is deaf. Yeah. And And so so there's a lot of funny things that happen when they're like, it's Cassie and Glenn. And he's like, what? Yeah. The blah, blah, blah. Like he cannot hear. And so he He just keeps missing hearing things. And then um, when they bring out the food, Ernie burns his hands. Oh, yes. And he's wearing So he has like giant, like gauzed up hands. Yeah. And so all of this, and it's like pretty quick in succession near the end, but like uh, Glenn bangs on the door for Cassie. She Mm -hmm. drops her crystal and comes out screaming at him. And then Lenny, uh, Chris trips on the telephone wire. Ken doesn't know what's happening. Lenny's neck goes back out. And Cookie has a back spasm and ends up on the ground. Yeah. And then it and is like blackout. Yeah. And that's and that's one of the things, too, again, back to the timing, but, like, it's got to be chaos in, like, the most controlled and rehearsed Correct. way. Like, it seems chaos, but everyone is doing it on a very specific yeah. timing. It's yeah. very, I mean, it's so, that's, like, it's the most important part of the show for yep. a lot of reasons. Um, and it's I a have, great for a play, a great like one oh, act of closure. So good, so good. Yeah, because like sometimes plays get like real boring, and you're like, okay, <laughs> time sure. to go. Um, but I have seen this done where it like wasn't really that well choreographed, and like oh, that well bad, that, bad. wasn't that tight, and oh. yeah, and that um, is a struggle. Sure, so that's fine. Anyway, Act Two, um, dinner ends. The Coos. Oh my God, why is my brain? The Cusacks and the Coopers. Having been told the entirety of the situation, so we're all caught up now. Sure, it's funny because like the the first act ends in chaos, mm-hmm. and then the second act ends, and they're all just fin- like yeah, sitting quietly and chilling. like finishing. Where you're like, ooh, so during that chaos, it all came out, which is like kind of a fun thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the guests decide uh, to place blame for the situation <laughs> on Ken, sure. who can't hear anything anyway. Um, Cassie uh, shows up to make Jen glow. Oh my god. Glenn jealous by flirting with Ken, but also he can't hear her sure. that well. So well, it's a very stupid thing. And, and she, she she gets flirty kind of with everybody, and oh, that yeah. becomes a thing where all the women are like, "Girl, yeah, yes." Uh, they don't like her because she's flirty, and also she, you know, yeah. fine. Um, but then, uh, sure, she does clear Ken's hearing, so that's cool. Well, and he has a funny moment where he's like, "I can hear everything." <laughs> that's exactly how it goes. Too, yeah. I think. Uh, a mysterious woman who Claire and Chris assume to be Myra call the house asking for Glenn. Some someone calls the house and is like, "Hello, Glenn." 
Um, so things... that's that's the rumors. They think Glenn and Myra are potentially like having the affair. affair. Yeah. yeah. Um, things get extra serious because a police car shows up, um, and the guests like fiercely like freak out, and they oh my god, I love this part. Uh, they don't know what to do, and so they just pretend they didn't hear anything. And what they do, <laughs> sure. right before they open the door, is like let's just pretend we've been listening to music really loud, and they put on La Bamba. Sure. And then they all just dance. It's that thing where <laughs> they create the fun scene. Yeah. And you're like, what? Yeah. And it's it's very funny because also everybody has just, like, not given up at this point, but everyone is just like, oh, God, here we go. Freaking out. The thing that I hate about, the, well, don't hate about this, but the thing that makes me bummed out about this part is, like, I, as Cassie, you peace have out. Less, left the stage. Sure, you Don't are. get to dance to La I was going to say, you, Cassie <laughs> storms off. Yeah. She, she gets mad or whatever. Yep. And she leaves. She doesn't get to dance, but that's fine. Um, so anyway, they uh, they talk to the cops and they're like, oh, the music was too loud to hear gunshots. We don't know. Um, and so they um, they tell Lenny that he has to play Charlie in case the cops want to talk to him. So he's like playing Charlie. Sure, um, everybody assumes a, a different, different person. Yeah. And then it's funny because everyone kind of forget where it's like, oh, yeah, you're Lenny now. So I'm your wife. And then your but what about where's my wife where's my husband yeah. like it's that kind of thing it's very silly and like the fact that they're all like ken len and glenn is like okay well they have a moment <laughs> there is a moment in the scene where they're like and all our all our husband's names are ken len and glenn huh. and all of the women start uh, with so C. C. <laughs> cookie chris and claire like it's just very funny yeah yeah it's a, well and it, when my mom was in this the first time the director was really emphasizing the idea of like hard consonants as a comedic element oh okay. and like i agree with that a little bit but he made it such a thing that he was like guys our priorities are this the k's and the c's and oh. we were like what okay. I don't know. uh i enjoyed the show when I, we did it in high school which i'm sure a different time uh we let our chris get a little bit more sauced as the night goes on nice and so then she it I becomes think I've seen it like that sure before, and then yeah. she, it's just where she's like huh all her husband like it's yeah. her just being <laughs> drunk in the moment where everyone else is trying to like deal with stuff and she's just like well, that's weird. Like, I, it's I think it, that both times that I have interacted with this show, that's been the case where sure. she just just gets drunker. And I think Claire, I think, also gets like sure. The two of drunk. them get sauced together in like solidarity. Is that part of the bathroom experience? Is uh, they have wine in there or something? Maybe I don't know. I cannot remember how it's played, but like that is just. I think that's a funny time where those two women are just like <laughs> our husbands are dumb, and yes. they just are like, let's have a drink. Excellent. Um, great. So that's happening. Um. The policeman, Officer Welch, enters and interrogates them, uh, gets immediately suspicious because they are being weird. Well, because they are weirdos. Nobody is acting like a normal person. Um, So the policeman was actually just here to investigate Lenny's car accident, and no one is in trouble, but Glenn accidentally reveals the gunshot situation just as the officers are about to leave. Um, So then, like, there's... Oh, yeah. So, like, they're about to leave... Glenn either says something before or after, and then, like, a walkie-talkie is like, hey, there's all yeah. those gunshots close to this, so, like, check that out while you're there. So, that's the thing. The cop is like, okay, well, now I need to see Charlie. And so then Lenny comes downstairs, and I, like, most of the time they put something over his head. That, like, they put, like, like a, a bandage, bandage around his yeah. face, yeah. Um, To, quote, explain everything in this, like, giant, long monologue. It's um, insane. It's, like, four pages. It's, it's insane. nuts. It's, like, really crazy. Um, and my dad did this the first time, and I remember, like, he's, like, so thorough, and also, like, he's a very good actor, but I think he worries about uh, memorizing lines, and so he used to get up, like, hours before he would go to work. Like, he, I swear he'd get up at, like, 5 a.m., sit in the basement, practice his lines, oh. and then go to work, 
and maybe practice after school. I don't know. After sure, school. that's after intense. Work, he's like, I mean, he commits when he commits, and which sure. is why he doesn't do a lot of shows anymore. Because he's like, I'm tired. I don't know. Sure, he's like, no, I don't want to get up at five a.m. and yeah. work on my lines. When he was in Tuna Christmas, that was the one where he like that he worked on that constantly. Sure, it was like you just have two people. Um, so he has this like crazy long monologue. It's like four pages long. Um, it's ludicrous and rambling is what they he gets it, it like yeah it get, he gets into it more and more where you can tell he's just embellishing yeah and, and like going as and he's going, going he's yeah. like yes ending himself yeah. Um, yeah, yeah yeah culminating in a claim that Myra is in the basement um and that's fine Welch uh, the officer out of exasperation like he's like whatever fine that's I'll, I'll buy it and it leaves um the guests are like whoo we did it amazing great thank you and they start to go upstairs and they're all lined up on the stairs to talk to charlie and figure out what really happened but then like someone knocks on the basement door and they're like who is it because why would you say that right. instead of answering it and then she just goes it's myra and so you're like oh my god is the thing that lenny just made up true is it all true yeah oh my so that's that and then that's the end of the show so <laughs> that's sure. how it ends it's Here's the thing in which it's a real moment where everyone is like on this. It's very visual where everyone's on the staircase mm-hmm. and they turn and like, it's yeah, Myra. And then it's like a blackout. Yeah. Uh, cool. Sure. I Listen, I think this show, I love this show. I think it's super funny. So funny. Um, I am sh- kind of a little shocked that it hasn't come back to Broadway. Yeah, that is a surprise. Um, it, there was a reading in 2013 directed by Kathleen Marshall mm-hmm. with Martin Short, Matthew Broderick, Andrea Martin, and Julie White, which honestly would have been freaking oh hilarious, God. whoever the other four are, um, with the thought it might go to Broadway, and then it, obviously it never did. But yeah. I I just think it's, it's such a funny show. Yeah. Um, and it opened on Broadway at the Broadhurst in 1988 and then eventually uh, transferred to the Barrymore. Um, and it closed after 535 performances – um, and ha- and it starred um, Mark Nelson, Lisa Baines, Christine Baranski, Christine. Andre Gregory, Ken Howard, Ron Liebman, Joyce Van Patten, and Jessica Walter. Cool. Um, and then uh, Baranski won the Tony for Best Performance by a Featured Actress in a Play, which makes sense. But, yeah. She potentially so must good. have been a Chris or a Claire. Probably. Yeah, that's my... I mean, she's billed pretty high in the cast list. Yep. I will um, look while you talk. The song La Bamba is required in the play, it which is. I love. Yep. I just think that's so fun. Like, you can't use any other thing. It has to be La Bamba, yep. which is excellent. Um, Just super fun. So, yeah, that's uh, that's that. Um, <clears throat> my critique of this show and of, like, a lot of Neil Simon's work is that, like, the female characters aren't given much they're just not treated very well as sure. as a playwright. He doesn't really give them a lot of intelligence. Correct. Or a lot of, like, I mean, agency, fine, but really the intelligence piece of it, like, all of the plot is moved forward with the guys. Yeah. Um, and well, this show, it's like a lot of... This show may be better than others where they at least have moments where the two of the women, like Chris and Claire, are doing a lot of, like, these dummies. Yeah. and But it's still the men going, no, no, you sit and listen and do what I say yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Well, and as Cassie, too, it's like you're yes. kind of villainized immediately. Correct. Um, and for not a lot of reasons. Like, your husband kind of looks like he's an asshole and sure. everyone hates you for some reason. That's right. Um, so I, I don't know. That, that was a struggle for me as an actor. Sure. Bransky played Chris. Nailed it. I believe it. Um, so that, that's my only real critique of the show. Yeah. Like, it's obviously very funny. And I am working on Odd Couple right now. Sure. Um, and the original Odd Couple script is all men with two women, and they are very stupid also. And I play <laughs> yes. one of those two stupid women. 
Um, and I, to his credit, he wrote a female version. I don't know what it looks like. We're doing that version also, but I'm not a part of it. Sure. Um, so I, you know, fine, but I don't know. I, that's, that's my one thing with, with Neil Simon and not like, I mean, sure. It's kind of a dated work, so I get it, but not that dated because the eighties. So I know and for some reason <laughs> just now when I was like 88, my brain for some reason made it older. Yeah. But that's it makes what I sense too. But it's a funny thing when I'm like, sure. Eighties, yuppie couples. In upstate New York, yeah. having a yuppie time. You know, I was like, sure, that maybe story checks out yeah. because that was huge in the 80s. And that was also like a funny trope where if you look at a lot of 80s movies, it's a lot of like, it's a lot more class based where it's like rich preppies versus like blue collar, other side of the tracks. Yeah. It's almost every movie from the 80s is like based on that a little bit. Sure. No, that's fair. Um, All the John Hughes stuff is like affluent people in Chicago. Oh my God, so, yeah. like, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's just that thought. Accurate. Um, yeah, yeah. So maybe that's just part of the time period. I don't know. But the, that's my one thing is, like, the women, now nah, I'm fine. Sure. Um, so that's it. But that's but. also maybe a product of also the 80s. Yeah. In which women were still, like, uh, that was, like, just the beginning where women were even, like, coming up in, like, a corporate way where you could, like, be a boss. Yeah. But you had to be a bitch. So, like, I don't know. Yeah. So, it, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting reflection of the time, maybe. Um, well, and like, I just, uh, part of my issue is like, I feel like if you're a boss, you're a bitch. If you are, uh, I, I have any sort of like problems with your situation and you complain about it once, you're also a bitch. Like, yeah. that's, uh, that's my issue. But again, it's the time. So I I'm agree. not going to harp on it too much. But it was a struggle for me to play Cassie and sure. ha- give her any empathy. <laughs> sure. So. Uh, fair enough. Um, well, I guess, uh, in a, if you had to, uh, our rating for this will be on a scale of zero cigarettes oh, to uh, a pack, a okay. full pack of full cigarettes. Pack of c- How many are in a pack? I don't know. I don't. I neither don't one of us smoke. smoke. Okay. <laughs> sure, we're both. We both we just revealed no ourselves. I've never uh, smoked. Not, never will. Not cool. Great. Yeah. Sure. Not cool enough for lung cancer. Um, I don't know. <laughs> sure. Good for us. Um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I would say like two. Th- thirds to 75 percent of a pack i don't like it a lot i just my my thing is um yeah it's just the women thing so that's fine i think like i said i think it's uh i think it's a fun fun show and i think when you have like that little cast from 2013 would have been amazing to see see um but it's like a fun show to see and if it's done well it's i think very funny and it's like all these people in like tuxedos and beautiful dresses and you know a beautiful interior yeah Yeah. it's very fun to wear your costumes um, Karen, there's something else that I need to bring up just sure. now that I, it's not really related to rumors, but kind of, this is our 60th episode. So that's great. Kind of a fun We're still just number. chunking around We're chugging here. along. So sure. that's fun. Happy 60. Thank you. Nothing is important about the number 60, but I just was like looking at our list and I was like, oh, great. Sure. So anyway, um, guys, follow us on the internet uh, for our 60th episode. Sure. My rating day. for the show would be. Oh, I'm sorry, Karen. I. Jesus Christ. Shut up. It's okay. I'm so you, sorry. You are you, sure it's all good. I'm like ADD. <laughs> sure, it's all good. It's been really uh, should I give it a full pack? I think it's a good show. I think it's. Uh, I I love it. It's um, to me, it's stood the test of time in terms of like some of the other shows we've talked about that are like very problematic, where you're just like, oh no. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it has quite that same issue. Um, but to your point, there are definitely some things where you're like, oh, oh. Um, yeah. but I think it's a good show. Sure. Follow us on our socials. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Follow us on socials at Downstage Left PC. Um, our website is Downstage Left PC.
downstageleftpodcast.com. Yep. And then the Gmail is. Our email is downstageleftpc at the Gmail. Yeah, uh, you can you can do it. Sure. Uh, you can edit yourself in and just edit over what you said. No. Uh, no, guys, follow us. Give us a like. Give us a rating. Give us all the things. Uh, and we always like to hear from you, in which we are com- we have heard from some of you, and we definitely are going to come up on some of the shows that you have asked about. They are on its way. Yes, for sure. All right. There we go. Sure. Do you know how we end our podcast? How are we exiting? Sure. Uh, I'm gonna, <laughs> Jesus Christ. What a day. Uh, I'm going to say we're going to exit stage left, uh, followed by a crystal. Yeah.